Welcome into the Solving for B podcast, where we break down the most important topics in the branding and marketing world. In this week's episode, we'll talk about the differences between branding and marketing and discuss how they interact with one another. So settle in and enjoy the latest installment of Solving for B with Brand Extract. and welcome to the Solving for B podcast. Today we're talking about the difference between branding and marketing and we have here Bo Bodie, CEO and Elizabeth Tyndall, brand strategist and I'm Laura Puente, Director of Marketing Communications. So we thought this was an important topic to talk about because there's a lot of confusion uh, between branding and marketing Um, but talk a little bit about why that is. The difference between branding and marketing? Yeah. Well I think um, from a branding standpoint, branding is really more focused on how someone feels about a product or service or how we get how we get them to engage with that product. Marketing is a little bit more about how we're telling people why it matters to them and where that works. Yeah, I think really, you know, branding is at the essence of who you are um, as a company. It's all about how you behave the experience you provide to customers, where marketing is much more of how you promote yourself through different tactics and vehicles and um, channels to really promote and encourage a sale, where branding is really more about creating loyal advocates for your company. Right. I mean, the goal of branding is to get more people to buy more stuff at higher prices for longer periods of time. Uh, But marketing drives that behavior and makes that happen. Who do you think has the most confusion around branding versus marketing? Is it actual branding professionals professionals and marketing professionals, or is it more about the general public? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I think um, a lot of what's happening, I think it's confused. Technology's really confused it. I mean, all this stuff is kind of collapsing on itself. It was one thing when you made a brand, a logo, and mm-hmm. a trademark, and you kind of tried to embody the, the passion or the personality of the company and the things that you did. And then marketing was pretty simple, right? Somebody would then take those things and make things to promote you. And then advertising would then try to disrupt you to get you to move on. Uh, the problem you have today is technology's made it so easy for someone to do all of those things at one time. Mm-hmm. or at least address a lot of those things uh, faster or easier. And so it's, it's made it even harder today to kind of separate the two. Like they're more, the more touch points you could have with a brand, the more muddled it, it could get. I think that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more touch points and the easier it is for non-experts to be more prolific, right. um, that's a big part of this as well. Mm-hmm. And I think even in companies, people just inter- interchange the two terms. Mm-hmm. I mean, they use them in the same sentence yeah. mm-hmm. around the same thing. So it's just a lot of labels, so to speak, without really understanding how they all fit together. Right. So is there a right time for branding versus a right time for marketing? I think you kind of addressed that in, in your first overview, but... Yeah, I mean, it, you have to pay attention to them both all the time. If you start to talk about rebrands, there are certain events that will drive an organization to address changes in their market or changes in the way they present their product to the uh, market that will then precipitate a rebrand or branding 
activity. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing can happen from a marketing standpoint where marketing is going on and all of a sudden people are starting to see a difference in behavior at change. And that's great with the technology we have from a marketing standpoint is it can start to tell you when to address branding issues. Mm-hmm. If somebody thinks you're fast or slow or whatever, you know, how is that really aligned with the type of company you want to be? Um, but I don't think there's any like perfect, it's always ongoing. There are certain things that precipitate branding, but but a branding, I mean, branding needs to be thought of first, you know, as who you are mm-hmm. before you can really start to express that through campaigns to drive, you know, engagement. And so I think branding is core to the marketing strategy at the get-go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even after you've established the brand and established the marketing strategy, it's the brand is what you're always coming back to do reevaluate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because the brand is is set and true to who you are unless something happens in the marketplace, whether your company's changed fundamentally, um, new competitive pressures, maybe you're entering a new market. There's, I mean, your brand doesn't change as often as perhaps your marketing campaigns would. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So what are some good examples of brands and then what are brands companies branding and then what are some good examples of marketing campaigns or companies who are doing a good job of marketing just so we can put some concreteness to our discussion I mean last year Business Insider put out kind of the 10 most powerful brands um, with Walt Disney being the the number one you know others in that realm were Nike um, uh Apple's Apple usually one. is one. I'm trying to think who others were mentioned. Um, who but they all, so, I mean, they all kind of, the, the ones that are the strongest are the ones that are more consistent. Right. I mean, I think you're noticing today Apple, and this is a big lead into addressing your brand maybe midstream. You know, there are things like when you're starting your business, you define who your brand is. Um, but I think Apple's a little lost right now. You know, the, the, the interface isn't as usable as it was before. There, i got to hold my thumb over something longer than it really feels like it should be there. That was why people bought into Apple was because they wouldn't release a product unless it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I was willing to pay a premium for that. No, I'm a little less willing to pay a premium. But in general, that brand mm-hmm. has been pretty consistent, much like Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. much like Disney. Um, it keeps reinventing itself. A little bit, but it really stays pretty true to this kind of magical thing, right, of being in that place that's really a lot of fun or mm-hmm. watching a movie and separating from the world or, you know, watching mm-hmm. some kind of craziness. I mean, their, their acquisition of Marvel was a pretty in- incredible deal because you, you added this kind of action figure, a little bit darker kind of portion to their brand than they'd had in the past. And you know, they were still able to keep that pretty true, and the, the movies all kind of feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would we, I guess that's a perfect segue into the next kind of topic, but, you know, how do you define a successful brand? Because even if, you're, if your business may not be performing, you know, the way that you want it to for different reasons at a given time, that doesn't mean that your brand has necessarily, you know, been compromised. Right. I mean, I think it speaks back to the consistency aspect. Have you consistently 
lived up to who you've defined you are. Your mission and vision and values support your brand. Does all of your um, expression of that brand ring true to that core essence? Is is it evident in every interaction a customer may have with your company, whether it's how you answer the phone, how you behave during a sale, perhaps, what's the follow-up, and have you created that advocacy and engagement and created those loyal um, customers for the long term? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think the, the, the most, Elizabeth and I talk a lot about this, truth is a big part of this. I mean, you have to be true in your message and who you are. That's the marketing component, right? But mm-hmm. the branding piece is, is it really who you are? Um, I think uh, I'm trying to think of a good example here, you know, where you walk in a store and, you know, they've promised you one thing online or they've promised you one thing on their TV commercials and you walk in and, you know, some five-year-old's trying to sell you jeans and they don't fit and they're not comfortable for you, but they're, man, they're pushing them and they're pushing them and they're pushing them and you're like, man, mm-hmm. this, this doesn't fit me. You know, that... That kind of truth or honesty always comes back to kind of who you are as an organization. Um, and that rings true. People can feel it. They may not be able to put their finger on it, but they can feel it when it's not honest or true. Mm-hmm. And so that, and then consistency builds mm-hmm. on that with what Elizabeth was talking about. If you're always that way, you know, it can get a little boring every once in a while. But that's, I think, one of the challenges that companies face is they get bored with it but their customer's not. The customer doesn't interact enough to get bored with your consistency. You may be bored, mm-hmm. but the customer's not. Yeah. And, Bo, I know you've talked a lot about promises kept, so that could be another right. measure. Absolutely. I mean, I think Southwest does the best job. Southwest Airlines mm-hmm. does the best job of that. For me, you know, that's one brand that is always, you know, people call it the cattle car or the whatever, but they are who they are. And they sing on the airplane, and their their pilots are friendly, and everybody's really nice. And it's not the most comfortable ride, but they don't promise that. Mm-hmm. You know, they promise me price. They promise not to cheat me out of things. They promise not to hit me with uh, cost every way. And they make it pretty easy to do business with them. And that's kind of their no frills kind of brand. And so when you look at their advertising over time, when you look at the type of people that you interact with with them in the airline, who they hire how they express themselves. Elizabeth was talking about how they answer the phone. All those things all kind of add up to brand loyalty, which is, I think, a big important piece to that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, any last words before we're back to work? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> the hardest thing about, I think the biggest difference between branding and marketing, and, you know, Laura, we've all talked about this, is that that levels of disruption Right? You've got advertising that needs to disrupt your day to get your attention. You've got marketing that makes you aware. And then you've got brand, which is who you are. And how those things align and how you stay true to the message all the way through those, I think really impact your ability to grow, your ability to get the profit you're expecting, um, your ability to deliver on the promises you make. Um, and that's, that's why branding, I think to Elizabeth's point about it, being first, that's why that's the most important. Cool. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Bo. We're back to our regularly scheduled meetings. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We want to remind you to check out our other episodes and to be on the lookout for new episodes every few weeks. You can also check out brandextract.com for more insights on branding and marketing. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Solving for B podcast with Brand Extract.